0: Hey guys, and welcome to The Money Podcast. This episode, we're talking about packing up and heading out overseas. You know, for many people, international travel is a bucket list item. The idea of traveling the world can be alluring, but isn't it expensive? Well, maybe it doesn't have to break your budget. Today, we're going to talk about how you can travel abroad on just a little bit of money, and maybe even do it for weeks at a time. I'm your host, Stacey Johnson. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist, Miranda Marquette.
1: Hello, Miranda. Hello from Dallas-Fort Worth Airport.
0: Miranda is stuck in an airport right now, so she may have to drop off of our podcast, but that's okay. We'll use her while we can. Uh, Listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and novice investor, Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron.
2: Hey, guys. You guys got your uh, bucket list where you want to go? Ready? I've I've got my bucket. My
0: bucket list is just waking up every morning, Aaron. (laughs) <laughs> our, special, our special guest today is money expert and frequent traveler, Martin Dasko. Did I say your name right? Martin Dasko it is?
3: Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Thanks, okay, thanks so much cool. for having me.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks for being here, Martin. Martin is the founder of the financial education website, Studonomics. Did I say that right?
3: Yeah, I, I, I like to play on words. You know, people think it's Studonomics, so I, you know, it's, I thought it was clever. Oh, I like it even better. It
1: was, like, it was, like, better. <laughs> it was 14 years ago. I want to be ago, a guest author th- on Studonomics. <laughs>
3: It was cool 14 years ago, you know, when everyone was doing the omics.
1: It also also works because Martin um, is uh, an amateur wrestler.
3: No way. I do a lot of different things, yes. yes.
1: (laughs) So the stud works really well, too.
0: I'm liking this, stud and omics. Okay, let's get the ball rolling. But first, a quick disclaimer. Should we discuss specific investments in this podcast? We probably won't, but should we? Don't take them as recommendations because they're never recommendations. Before you invest in anything, you've got to do your own research. you got to make your own decisions. Okay, back to the topic at hand, which was not studs or wrestling. Uh, <laughs> it was it was international travel. So, Martin, tell us a little bit about what you do. You travel for weeks at a time?
3: Oh, well, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of unrelated, my travel in my, my regular life. But I've been lucky enough to build a digital income and, like, like get into saving and investing and build my savings, build my – income the build multiple income sources and as a result i really got into travel when i read like the four-hour work week and i was like 21 years old and like 12 years ago a long time ago and i really got into travel and then i've just been traveling a lot every, every year as much as i can and sometimes i document my travels but i'm not really a travel blogger i'm just someone who, who loves to travel
0: so now tell tell, tell me about a typical trip well, like where was the last place you went for any length of time
3: so I went to Mexico for two months in January and in February. Whoa! And yeah, it's weird. I read the, I read the book Vagabonding, and I kind of liked the idea of being on the road for a while. Until I did it, and I realized like I don't want to be on the road for that long. Like, like I do actually <laughs> like my life at home, you know. <laughs> and I like my friends, and my, I have a training schedule. I do like jujitsu and like wrestling and like weightlifting. I like my life, but I just like adventure. So yeah, so I just started traveling, and now now that this year it was kind of like a, it was really cold here, and it was. Things are cheap, so I, I went on a longer trips. So I went to Mexico and Colombia in January and February.
0: Now, how can you afford to do that? How can you be gone for months at a time?
3: So this is the million-dollar question, and I, I read this <laughs> quote once. And I, this quote says, people think they want a million dollars, but they really want million-dollar experiences. So, like, w- we think that we want all this money, we need all this money, but travel isn't that expensive. And, like, there's a few caveats here, of course. Like, I don't stay at five-star resorts. So like when i'm on when i'm on my trips people message me they're like oh what resort are you at i'm like i'm at an airbnb airbnb staying with the locals i'm not at a resort right so we, we often assume that travel is like this like expensive endeavor where you have to like stay at a five star resort and like you go. if you stay at a five-star resort i mean obviously i couldn't afford that for two months like most people couldn't because it's like it's like two thousand dollars for a week and so that's a lot so i've just learned over time that if you're a little a little bit creative you can stay on the road for as long as you want and like it won't always be glamorous but you'll 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 be on the road you're in mexico it's it's january in canada which means like minus 30 it's like zero fahrenheit like i don't want, so that. I want you to be live this... in
0: canada yeah okay
2: so, so um, hostels have been around forever but since the digital age you know we have airbnbs you think that's made it easier to do this kind of thing you know versus... yeah
3: Airbnb's made it super easy now it's, it's ridiculously easy because you can find like places and like most of us have to work right like i'm still i'm still working when i travel so with airbnb you get wi-fi you're like in a real apartment you can stay with locals you can immerse yourself in the culture it's made it easier and i did do a lot of hostels so the the easy answer usually when you travel is to stay in a hostel because then you can stay for as long as you want because it's so cheap the reality is the hostels get tougher as you get as you get older you know once I hit my thirties, it got a bit awkward and there's like eight people in the room and they want to like party till five and you're like, <laughs> I gotta write an article but how to you know, I gotta write some insurance articles, I gotta finish some work and these, these kids are partying all day.
0: So what kind of work do you do?
3: Oh, so the beauty is well it's the beauty of uh this space that I'm a I'm I'm a freelance writer, so I do like freelance writing and uh I run a website and I just built up multiple income streams and like I know like a lot of people that just focus on one career which is probably the smarter way. I've always just focused on different income streams. So I bought like rental oh, properties. Thing, <laughs> Sorry? Yeah,
0: that, that, that's a great idea. And, and Miranda you're just like this, also a freelance writer, also a huge traveler as we can as we can tell because you're <laughs> stuck in the Dallas airport as we speak. So <laughs> right. to, what what about what are your experiences like that Miranda?
1: Yeah, so Similarly, I, I travel. I haven't I haven't been on. Well, actually, that's not true. Uh, in the summer of 2016, I was on the road for two months with my son. Uh, we went across Canada. We actually met up with Martin. Yeah, and, in Toronto. Uh, yeah, yes, in Toronto, and uh, and. Uh, went across Canada and then uh, did some stuff in the U.S. So h- have done things like that. Uh, have gone on, you know, Viking River cruises to Europe with my son, and then right now this trip I'm on right now, um, I'm only gone for two weeks, but part of it will be spent. It's not a foreign country; it's Puerto Rico, but it will, but it'll feel like a foreign country because there'll be a nice warm beach, and so. Um, But yeah, so similarly, um, I do like Martin, I do have to do work while I travel, uh, but because it's location independent, uh, I can kind of work it around my schedule, write some articles, hop on a podcast, all of those things. Um, and then I think too, I've talked to people who since COVID-19, um, they've been able to kind of leverage the great resignation into, Uh, an ability to work remotely if their job allows it. And so more people are able to travel that way as well. So that's a big part of it is having location-independent work for us. Location-independent.
0: Go ahead, ahead, Martin.
3: Yeah, sorry. that actually happened to one of my friends. He never really traveled, and he was kind of nervous. He wasn't sure. Then his job went remote, and then he was like always at home. He's just sitting in his basement. And he goes, why am I doing this? This is so boring. It's so cold. So he came to Mexico. He met me there, and he... The beauty, but now is like a, you don't even have to be an entrepreneur or some like digital nomad to be a, to be online. You can just have a regular job, and if it's online, you know Mexico's on the Eastern Time Zone, which is if, you, if you're on that on that time zone, you, it's not even a time change, right? So anybody can yeah. live abroad. It's it's becoming so much easier. It's like ridiculously easy now. I can't. I'm honestly surprised more people don't do it.
0: And and actually, just to just to be clear, too, Martin, what you just said, uh, I, I've been sitting. I've been working out for thirty years. Twenty of them sitting right here, where I am right now. <laughs> my kitchen's right there. I'm sitting at my desk. That's awesome. So now you made me feel bad. I'm just letting you know. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm sure you have nice so, I haven't gone to Mexico. I've sat right here. My, my my wife is a nurse practitioner, so she has to go to work every day. Yeah, uh, I could I could live in Tokyo or anywhere else. You know, it doesn't matter where I live because I am doing what you guys do. Actually, all four of us are right. don't have an office. <laughs> so, and Aaron, that reminds me, you also travel internationally, right? Frequently.
2: Uh, we've traveled quite a bit. My wife actually should be on this show because she's the travel agent of the family. Um, but um, yeah, she's um, dug through the piles and done the Airbnb, and she digs for all the deals. And and we've been able to travel to a lot, quite a few places on the cheap, just just digging, you know, like Martin's doing. Um, you know, we talked about doing that thing, you know, just not having a house, get in an RV, and tempting, do all eh? the stuff that we're doing right now remotely, <laughs> but i'm uploading and download gigabytes of video even right now we're <laughs> recording this in video and i'm like i looked into cellular networks and all kinds of things and I'm like this is this is impossible for me to like work remotely with with this i mean you guys are like it sounds like you're just writing text yeah. and, and and doing things like that but for for me it's a little bit harder
3: no i agree but on, on the cheap side though if you're like i was mentioning earlier if you're a little bit resourceful there's so many ways to find deals and like like the one, th- one thing that I did a little trick was like, I would stay a bit further away from the main strip, which would be like a fraction of the price. It would go from like a hundred to like $20 a night. And then there's like a bus. That, so I was just taking the bus with the locals and it was, it was 10 pesos. So that's like less than that. Amer- one American dollar. So within 10 minutes, yeah, like let, it's me, ma- let me
0: ask you, how much were you paying? You were just in Mexico. Yeah. How much were you paying for the Were you, st- you're staying in somebody else's house and they're there too. It's not, you're renting the whole house, right?
3: Airbnb is different. So I, did, I it's a tough for me to answer because I I'm I'm always on the go. I don't mind being a little creative. So I would just try to find deals in Airbnb and like it's all, it's all free. How much were you too? just
0: paying though? When you were in Mexico, how much were you just paying? It could be anywhere from twenty
3: to hundred bucks a night. It all it all Okay. So it's but...
0: not it's not free. I mean, it's still I mean it's not of a free. hostel. Hostels are cheaper than that, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I did a lot of traveling when I was your age, actually, probably even younger. I hitchhiked across the United States and I hitchhiked That's in me. Europe, hitchhiked in Australia, stayed in hostels. And let me tell you something, I'm sixty six now. Ain't no way I'm doing <laughs> that now. Of course, of course. <laughs> so yes, do, that, yes. do that when you're young, because when you're my age, you start going like, wait, there's not a separate bedroom in the suite? I mean, it's like you, you <laughs> oh, can't you just don't do it. You know, so enjoy it while you're young but speaking of Airbnb, so, it,
3: so the one thing i tell people is like it, that they say how do you afford it so last year what i did was you just you just rent your own place out so let's say you want to travel for a long time and you yeah just, yeah yeah you just put your own place in Airbnb and then you make the money well luckily i had a good tenant last year so you just you get you rent your place you get the money coming in use that money to fund your your travel and it's like I feel guilty saying it. It's like it doesn't even cost you anything. It would, it would cost you more to stay at home sometimes.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they used to have house swapping. You guys are yeah. are writers, financial writers. Are they still the house swapping websites?
1: Yeah, yeah. You can still do house swapping. You can do house sitting. Uh, they have a lot of those kinds of things where you can still do that. Um, but a lot of it has really moved into the straight um, Airbnb, Verbo kind of thing where you yes. just straight up pay for, pay oh, for okay. a night. So
0: that's not as popular now. The health swapping. Well, just sticking surfing, with the Airbnb
2: but... and, and Verbo thing. Um, you know, obviously in the news, there's been a lot of articles about the safety issues. Where you know, there's been people already in these rooms. How how are you traveling safely, and how do you uh, suggest people do it?
3: Airbnb yeah, safety. Oh yeah, so the, yeah, it, it is it is big. I did get screwed over one night. Uh, full disclosure. I, uh, we we landed in Met, we 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 were in Tulum. We came back to Playa del Carmen, and they just gave our place up. It was a whole this time we had a hotel. So, they, so it's the one thing you have, to do, you have to remember that laws are different in different countries and like, they're not as strict in some places or some places it's a bit tougher. So you have to do some due diligence. And the one thing you always look out for is reviews. Never trust Ooh. like a Airbnb host that has no reviews. Make sure they have at least mm-hmm. five reviews and they look like real reviews. Yeah. Cause if you see like a good deal, it's like, Oh, you can stay in this mansion for a hundred dollars. Like this person's got no reviews. It's a scam. And I know, I know it's uh it's annoying to hear this, but there are a lot of scams and there's also a, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the concept of catfishing. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like like in the dating world, someone uses like a a, a different picture of themselves. Well, every beat catfishing is the worst. Cause there's also a thing like people use these ridiculous photos. It looks like you're staying in this like luxurious place and you get there and it's a dump. Like this has happened to me. And the catfishing is ridiculous. I'm like, like these photos are not even remotely close. So I guess that's, that's kind of part of the adventure of traveling. You eventually learn like, if you're gonna see like 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 you're staying in L.A., you see a mansion for like dirt cheap. It's either a scam or you're being catfished or, or something's up.
0: That's that's why we made this podcast video so we'd make sure it was actually you, Martin, and <laughs> okay, you not know, yeah. just
3: somebody standing in for you. I'm glad.
0: <laughs> so you know, let, let's is it time? Yeah, we'll take a really quick break here, and when we come back, I want to talk about because there's a lot of people out there listening to this or watching this that don't have a job that allows them to go all over the world and work forever they want. Um, so, let's address that, and also maybe some tips, some specific tips on who whoever it is that's traveling, wherever they're traveling, to make that traveling cheaper, okay? So we'll be right back after this guys. Hold on right there. Okay, we are back. um so let's let's address the people who aren't as fortunate as you guys, who who have to actually go to work every day and can't go away for weeks at a time. Um, it, it is international travel is still something that people can afford if they know what to do, right? I mean, if they do it right.
3: True? True, very true. Uh, go ahead,
1: Oh, I was going to say, so um, you may not be able to go for like two months, <laughs> but you can still go on a decent trip. Uh, one of the things that one of my friends... Uh, and travel companions did uh, when we wanted to do go to Mexico is we went ahead and planned it around Christmas time when she was going to ha- when she had days off anyway from work and we just we were lucky because Christmas was like right at the weekend and so we were able to extend the trip out because if you like look at that and you look at your like holidays from work and see where they line up with weekends and then where you get. Regular like your your regular days off, then you can take less um, paid time off, less PTO, um, and use less of that uh, for your travel. So that's nice. That's just something that she did to make it so that we could travel and stay longer, stay for you know two weeks, and she didn't have to use two whole weeks of PTO. Uh, she was able to actually. I think we ended up you know making it so that out of those two weeks, she only ended up having to use five days of actual PTO because of the way uh, things worked out with her job.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, now, yeah. let me, I, I meant Sorry. to ask you guys this in the first section, but let me ask you one just real quick. I, I'm going to put you on the spot. We didn't rehearse this
3: beforehand. Favorite oh, spot in the world, Martin. <laughs> for, uh, for what? For like, tra- for just a, just be you know, yeah. If,
0: if I said to you, what's the best place you've ever been? What would you say?
3: Some like, maybe like Thailand, Phi, Phi Island's Thailand. Cause it's, it's like a perfect I really mix like of to go there. Been weather to it's hot, cheap food. Like I do, like I train like MMA and stuff. So there's a lot of training there, and it's just a good life.
1: Cool, Miranda. Yeah, I'm kind of um, a bougie bitch, and so like I still, <laughs> I still really, really uh, enjoy going to um, to Austria uh, Like Vienna is my favorite city. Vienna is
0: beautiful. I You're love there. Vienna,
1: and uh, but I do have a goal. I do want to go up the Dalmatian coast in Croatia. Like that's one of my bucket lists. I've items. never heard of that. Yeah, it's I've never been to yeah, it's on the Adriatic Sea. It's uh, it's, yeah. supposed, to yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be wonderful and cheap. Supposed to be wonderful and
2: cheap. How about you, Erin? Um, we have yet to hit uh, Australia and Asia, but so far, I think Italy. We, we took a car trip and drove all the way around nice. Italy, and uh, awesome. that was Oh, you're that bougie was awesome. like me. <laughs> yeah, wherever we go, we like to run a car and just drive. I love Amsterdam. It was my favorite city. Nice. Really?
0: I've never been there. No, you haven't? It? It's really cool. It's great if you like smoking pot. I'm not a huge pot smoker, but it's, <laughs> but it's just really beautiful there. But anyway, but, you know, we, you know, and the truth is, I thought all three of you would say, like, well, it depends. You know, there's a lot of beautiful places in the world, and there are, you know, there's no place really that sticks out above anything else to me. Uh, I hate that beautiful answer. Things. You got to answer,
3: you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so now let's talk about some specific stuff uh, for those, it doesn't whether you can travel for weeks or just days. Let's, let's talk about some specific things that are going to help people save money when they travel. Uh, I'll, I'll start. Um, I know that one of the things I, I try to do when I travel is I try to hit up the locals. Mm, yeah. and, and I advise people to do that in the United States, anywhere you go. Because if, don't, don't pick up some newspaper and see what the most expensive thing to do in town is. Ask somebody um, who, who's, who lives there and say, what, what, where, would you, where do you take your family? Where would you like to go? Because every town has something free to do. And the added benefit is you might get somebody. I've I had so many good experiences talking to locals. You know, I've had people... Getting drunk in a bar, yeah. you know, and then having them take me to their house and yeah. drive around the city. I mean, you know, you can really have a good time meeting people, talk about politics, you know, Seriously whatever it is. Best. And you get a real feel <laughs> for the culture, you know, way better than what you'd get for some tour from a hotel, you know, or something. And it's like fun because
3: you can, you can learn the language too, right? So I love staying with locals. I love practicing languages. And, and like, it's, it's a respect thing too. You're showing them that you're, you're trying to learn yeah, the culture yeah. and you're not just there to party and mess <laughs> the place up. <laughs>
0: yeah. So what, what, how many languages do you speak? I, I struggle with English.
3: What, I, Polish, I'm, speak? I speak English, Polish, and I'm learning Spanish, but it's so tough, you know? It's so humbling learning a language. <laughs>
0: well, I was thinking, if you're going to live in Mexico for months, you must be learning to speak Spanish.
3: I am, I am. Right? I want to say I, I understand what's going on, but it's so humbling. It's like, oh Like, my parents came to Canada from Poland. They had to learn English. It's such a, like, a humbling feeling when you're trying to learn a language. You don't know what's going on. So I study every day. I, I feel confident, but then... Once you get into like a debate, you're like, oh, this is embarrassing. I don't know what the, I don't know what the next word is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I find it difficult. What, what, okay, Miranda, tip. <laughs> or anybody, anybody has, what, yeah. what, what, what do you think would save you the most money if you're traveling internationally? So,
1: what I've found is traveling off season. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, so, traveling off season is one of the best ways to save some money. Uh, like, when you think about it, like, nobody ever goes to Paris in february or early march but the weather's still okay like it's still warm enough you're still very pretty but there just aren't as many tourists so that's like and then it's also cheaper you can get much cheaper flights and so i really like traveling off season when i can uh, because you're going to get a cheaper flight and you have the added bonus of not having as many tourists running around
2: but you could miss events too you know well, certain t- events t- that are going on in the city you could miss but yes i agree there's less tourists during off season. Yeah.
0: actually i was about to make that offer to martin martin i live in fort lauderdale come down here and stay here in july why stay at your place in toronto
3: <laughs> you'll love it well because canon only has two canon only has two good months
0: yeah I t- well it's brutal sorry. here in july i'll tell you that yeah, I said and, it's and the, brutal here in July. And you guys, both of you guys, you and Miranda are both like, God, it's so freezing. I'm like, it's never freezing here. It's really hot here sometimes, <laughs> though, <laughs> in Florida. And, the one thing I was going to so say. What but, else, uh,
3: Martin? What, give, me, give me another tip. The one thing, I, travel is one of those things we have to make our priority, you know? So a lot of people, they like travel is like a, like a fantasy to them. They talk about how they want to travel, but they, they don't actually do anything about it. Like, like they'll see you post a photo, and they'll be like, "Oh, it must be nice." I'm like, "Well, I saved up for this, <laughs> right?" So you have to make it a priority. So I, w- I would create a travel fund, like put aside $20, 50 bucks every week, hundred bucks, whatever you can, every week, set some money aside. Yeah, that's a good. Just idea. So you're building, so you're saving up for this. It's not, so, so it's not something you put on your credit card. And then I would use Google Flights to track flights. So like I can I look for the cheapest day to go, and I make a list of places I want to visit, and then use Google Flights and just track random days and. Like, like what I do is I try in a month that I want to go or around the time period that I want to go in. And then when a day gets closer, I find the cheapest day and I use my travel fund and then I book my flight.
0: Setting aside money for travel. That sounds familiar, doesn't it, Miranda? I believe I've heard you say that. Before. I
1: have. Yeah, no, I actually have a travel fund. Uh, I set it aside and I... Um, so, this is where you have to really think about where your risk tolerance is and what you want to do with this. Uh, but I actually keep my travel fund in a taxable investment account. And so I have yes. a whole process. <laughs> yeah, I have a whole process. And I this love whole it. process is, yeah, right? The whole process is I. Makes a trip I- more I- exciting. <laughs> Right. And yeah. and if I have to sell it a loss, now my trip is tax deductible because I can tax lost yeah. harvest.
0: <laughs>
1: no, but that's lived. right.
0: If you're investing. Yeah, yeah. So
1: no, but I do have a process. Win lose, actually. Whatever. Oh, anyway, yeah. all of my all of my in, like investment accounts have a purpose and the travel funds purpose is to like. You know, maximize the money I put into it so that I can travel more. And so I do have a a system where what I do is I use my my um, rewards credit cards, and so I book my travel with the rewards credit cards, and I try and find the one that is paying like some of your credit cards are going to pay two times or three times points when you book travel with them. So I book my travel with the rewards credit card, and then. I go ahead and just liquidate whatever, you know, if if I spend $3,000, then I sell $3,000 worth of stocks and they've got to be, um, long-term, right. More than a year old. So I go ahead and I sell, you know, that amount and then pay off the credit card. And usually the amount is small enough that, um, the capital gains aren't that big and so that's nice and like i said if i end up if i do go in and i find something that's kind of losing and that i'm not interested in having anymore i'll go ahead and sell that at a loss uh, and now my and now i can deduct it from my taxes and now all of a sudden my trip has earned me three times the points on my credit card and is tax deductible so
0: that's awesome
1: <laughs> it does the job
0: yeah that's, yeah, that's actually a great tip too, though, because I just I just booked two first class tickets to Hawaii, uh, all uh, with points. I,
3: I like the humble brag, which, you know? which, <laughs> first class tickets. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, it, yeah, I, I get. We
0: talked about this before, Martin, on this podcast, because I get a lot of points because i run a lot of stuff through this business. Uh, of course. Uh, so, I mean, I took six hundred fifty thousand points to get two first class tickets to Hawaii, but I have another card with a million points on it. So yeah, yeah. I get. It. But using points is a good idea for travel. That's that's a great tip. How about you, Aaron? You got anything you can throw in here?
2: Um, yeah, a few tips. Uh, so going back to the Airbnb thing, um, those are great. It's super important because of language barriers and stuff like that to email these people constantly, because you got to make sure you get the keys to those rooms. Sometimes your flights are delayed, you're coming in at one o'clock in the morning and these places are way different, you know, than than America. So you got to make sure there's somebody there to open the door or somehow they can leave the key there for you. Um, the other thing is cool is I love Google maps. So before you go into a foreign country, usually they have way better public transportation than we do here in the states.
3: Oh, so you're, there's always, always going to be a subway.
2: There's <laughs> right. always going to be a rail line, so you can save money on rental cars that way. But it, it's really fun to go on Google Streets and kind of drive around through the streets to kind of get adjusted the area and see well how far away is this uh, place that I'm wanting to rent, you know, from the from the subway or things like that. And you can it helps you get around a little bit faster when you're in there.
3: One thing that helps too is uh taking public transit around like like, like when I landed in Cancun I remember the first time first time you always do something you always get ripped off right so I remember I took a cab it was like 100 American it was it was ridiculous the, the bus is like 10 dollars so if you take a public trans, transit around you can get around for dirt cheap and it's
2: yeah like, you can yeah.
3: I was moving around between cities in Mexico I found like this colectivo, it's just a random bus I don't even know if it's legal or not but some guy like a bus like this almost <laughs> I'll, I'll come and pick you up and once again it's like 20 pesos and I'm getting around what would have been a hundred dollars I'm like wow so and then like small little tips too i forgot to mention like you can like if you eat on the main strip and do everything in the main tourist area you will always get ripped off in life right like it's just like so like in like in tulum like i didn't eat by the beach if i first of all i want good food i don't want like tourist crappy food right? right so i want the real food so just by eating like street tacos i was saving like like it's ridiculous how much you save it's at least 50 bucks a meal like they rip you off so much in tourist places so like Avoid tour shops because yeah, if you go to a touristy place for one week, you'll blow your entire budget. I can survive for months by eating street food or making your own food in an Airbnb, taking the bus, riding a bike, and it's, you, you can stay out there for as long as you as long as you uh, want. Really. So,
1: real, b- before we wrap up, though, I do want to kind of. Uh, touch on something important uh, that Martin (laughs) ran into when he went to Mexico this time around. Let's talk about that whole visa situation (laughs) and what you need to know about visa. Because part of the thing too, one of the problems with, um, and this isn't necessarily specifically Martin's issue, but one thing to be aware of if you are somebody who does Work remotely, you need to make sure that um, you know what kind of visa you're on. Because sometimes, if they find out you're yeah. working remotely while you're in the country, they will kick you out. Oh, yeah, you got I to watch out for that, that work visa.
0: How do they know? How would you? But, how would they but know? But Martin ran into another
1: problem. Martin, tell us about how you ended up in Colombia.
3: Yeah, yeah. What what happened? <laughs> yes, I ended up in Colombia somehow in Medellin. So. What what happens is when you travel, you have to remember you're going to somebody else's country. You, you can complain all you want, you can be as mad as you want, you can talk about your country. They don't care. You're in their home, right? So, like I've traveled to places where like they have their own rules. So Mexico, has, you're, you're supposed to get six months as a Canadian. Long story short, you're supposed to get a six month visa, no questions asked, right? But what happened? People just stopped leaving Mexico in the last couple of years, and people just go there and stay. It's so beautiful. So. I assumed I had six months. I got there and I, they stamped my visa. I didn't even check, right? I'm Like, it's, you get six months, so I thought I was good. And then I met a guy at a, at a crypto meetup. Like, it goes just like a meetup. It's like, and then he's right. telling me how he just got out of jail. I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you end up in jail? Then he told me he got arrested because, because now they started giving people like a, a, a shorter visa. So he got 30 days, and he didn't know. The cops pulled him over because I guess they're sick of all these people not leaving, uh, whatever the reason is. And they put him in jail for, for overstaying his visa. How so long was he
0: in jail? Six weeks. What? Then yeah. he overstayed his visa there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So look this up. No, if you it's ever terrible want to, though. If you want a good laugh, not a good laugh. If you want like, to, they look up visa issues. It became, so it became really serious. So then I checked my visa and I realized it was expiring on the Sunday. I'm like, man, like, I, I don't want to go to jail, right? I was like, Because I thought I had six months, but they put just a random number. I don't know why. I don't know what the reason is, but maybe they just – whatever. They give me this random number. So luckily, I found a flight out of there, and I went to Colombia just to avoid ending up in jail. Because then, like, yeah, they went went through a phase of putting people in jail for overstaying visas. It became like a real – like a international issue, with like the, a bunch, like the German embassy had to get involved, and other embassies had to get involved. Wow! So know the local rules always, and like the legal rules. So now,
0: are- so now all this advice we've been giving people is used to, is wasted because now they're going to be afraid to go no, anywhere. No, no I mean, you check,
1: check your, your visa. visa. <laughs> That's like your number one rule when you're when you're traveling abroad is <laughs> the number one rule is check your visa. <laughs>
0: Am I not, Miranda? You've got to, you've got to check out here in just a second, right? So, you got anything else you want to add no, before you have it, to go?
1: It's, um, I think it's really important. We talk about values a lot, and our financial values, and what matters to us. And if if value, and, and one of the reasons why I started traveling was because I did look around and say, "Wait a second, how come I never get to travel?" And then I realized it was because I said I wanted to travel, but I didn't. align my spending and I didn't align my saving and I didn't align my finances in a way that allowed me to. So once I started saying, okay, travel is the priority, I'm going to set aside X amount of dollars each month in a travel fund. And that is how I'm going to start traveling. Um, And I made it a priority. I stopped spending on things that didn't matter and really focused on that travel. So I think one of the big things about deciding to travel and saving up money for it, whether you stay uh, domestic, or whether you go international, is really making it that priority and figuring out okay, if that's my value, I need to prioritize that.
3: Cool. And, and the, the, flip, the flip side of that is, I'm willing to give up like weekends at home, or like I'm willing to work longer hours because once you realize what you want, it's it's on you to make it a priority. So that so you make travel priority, you have to actually match, like you said, match your actions to which with which your uh, to to yeah. what you want to do.
0: Now I'm in, now I'm re inspired. Very good.
3: <laughs> Just get the. right you got visa. anything
0: else, Aaron? Any other tips for you, from you, Aaron? Um,
2: no, yeah, but definitely look into those uh, visa things because sometimes you have to prepay uh, before you go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you have to look into that because sometimes when you get there to the country, it's not that easy to to pay the the travel Nothing tax is. or whatever. it is. you know, Pre- uh, prepare like months in advance if you want to use their denomination, their cash. Uh, hit your bank up and find a way because usually banks will offer like the cheapest. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Exchange rate. Exchange rate. <laughs> so, because you don't want to do it while you're there, because um, it can get really expensive.
0: Yeah, and, and now you know. I you guys don't remember this probably, but back in the day when I first started traveling, you'd carry uh, first time checks. I went
1: abroad, traveler's <laughs> checks. <laughs> What's that?
0: What's yeah, that? and now that stuff doesn't exist, and, and it's it's easier now just to use a credit card. You know, the it exchange is. rate of the credit card is typically less, and make sure you have yep. a credit card doesn't have a fee for, yeah. for doing that, which is more rare now. It used to be super common to, to, for those to, for those cards to have fees. Um, I was also going to say. Um, when you said dirt cheap, it reminded me also of doing your own laundry. And we, we, my wife and I have been to Europe for 10 days with carry-ons. Uh, okay. So we, we never check. The only time on. I've ever checked luggage is when I'm going skiing because the stuff's so bulky, yeah. you know. You have to. But you can, I mean, you do the laundry. Do the laundromat. You will find that getting to a laundromat is going to be way more challenging than it is here, especially if you don't speak the language. But, you know, again, you're mixing with the locals. And also, you're not lugging around a whole bunch of crap that could get lost, stolen, or charged for. You know, so... Uh, so yep. carry, travel light. The yes, light travel, travel light. The better.
3: And and yes. it's also a light philosophy. Buy less stuff, experience more. And I, I travel with one bag. I don't need, like, you're on a beach. How many shirts do you need, right? <laughs> one is probably too many. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> it's absolutely true. And you know, another mistake I've made, too, I just thought of this. I've tried to hit too many places at once. Going yeah. to Europe for a week and tried to go to Paris, London, you know, and you know what happens is you're hurrying all the time. You're yeah. seeing nothing. The first time I went to Paris with my wife, we went to uh, Versailles, Versailles was closed. So we had, you know, we didn't know cause we didn't pay attention. So we went out, we, you have to take this train. We're all the way out through Versailles, Versailles is closed. Far. So we walk around the gardens. So the next day we decide we're gonna go to the Louvre. <laughs> well, the Louvre was closed on that day. So we, we did this exactly backwards. And then we had to leave because we were going to Spain. You know, so really, yeah, that's a far track. planning ahead. I, I don't plan much, my wife does, but make sure somebody in your family or somebody who's traveling with you cares enough to read this stuff and figure out what's going on don't try to do too much better to stay in one place five days than to stay than to try to hit five different places in five days you, you won't have as much fun you'll be stressed
3: i agree it becomes a job at that point when you're just trying to cross up things for the sake of crossing off things
0: yeah because you know you can say you've been to all these places without actually going there <laughs> you're not going to see them
3: anyway you can just do that
0: <laughs> So, guys, we are out of time, but we are never out of this topic. Dig deeper. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes, and we have lots of articles with tips on how to travel overseas, so be sure and check those out. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is MirandaMarkwit.com. And, of course, you want to visit Martin Dasko at his website. That, again, was... (laughs) Studenomics.com or Studenomics.com, whichever you'd prefer. If you got a question, comic, or topic you like, to suggest, please tell us about it. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing if you appreciate what we do, do something for us. Subscribe to our podcast. Takes you two seconds, really helps us, though. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. I'm Stacey Johnson.
1: I've got to go catch a flight.
0: <laughs> <Miranda>. <laughs> I'm Aaron Freeman. Martin Dasko. All right, thanks thanks again for hanging out with us, Martin and all you folks too. We'll see you right here next time. Get your plane Miranda. Bye.